0: morning afternoon or evening wherever you are in the world and welcome to death by pod it's our little horror podcast where all we do is talk about those horror movies my name is matt hudson and joining me as ever is the father merin to my damien carris it's elizabeth aka bloggy balboa how you doing mate
1: hello i'm good why am i the one that dies
0: because, have, because the exorcist was there to save the day. He had um, the literal exorcist. He was like the, the one of wisdom, the bringer of light and hope. And he died, but you know, he, at the time, he was thought to be the only hope.
1: I think. I think this is probably a good metaphor for how the podcast works. Really, I show up and do fuck all, <laughs> and you you take all the heat and end up having to jump out of a window.
0: Yeah, um and whilst, yeah, was also yeah, taking the soul of a young child with me. <laughs>
1: Anyway, yeah, I'm good. How are you?
0: <laughs> yeah, all good. Thank you very much. Um, looking forward to talking horror again. We had a little weekie off last week whilst um, Boggy Bower got herself loved up. How was that?
1: It was, yeah, it was good. We got <laughs> joint piercings in our noses.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, we're about so we <laughs> down or something.
1: Yeah, we, we went to Camden and got our noses pierced like a couple Sweet. of teens.
0: Sweet. Uh, did you have any uh, horror, like, horror-themed poems you could share with us?
1: I I could try. Yeah,
0: go on.
1: Um, roses are red. I've got an itch. I hear you're looking for Candyman, bitch. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> and this is all off the cuff, people, as well. We haven't re- rehearsed that we rehearsed
1: it. I haven't rehearsed it.
0: It's not like a blog has been wait- waiting for months to say that, but uh, no, we haven't rehearsed any of that. So uh, yeah, all off the cuff. Um, so what we do on this show, if you are new. If we talk horror films, obviously we take a horror film one per week or one per episode and we basically just have a chat about it. What did we like? What did we didn't? Was it any good? Um, uh, And then we play a little game at the end of it. So, Bloggy, let's not hold them in suspense any longer like a good horror film should. What are we talking about this week?
1: We're talking about The Prodigy. The band? Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. R.I.P. Keith Flint.
1: I used to tell people that, is it Liam Howlett? There's a guy in the prodigy called Liam Howlett. Yes. I used to tell people that he was my brother when I was drunk.
0: Yeah, for fuck's sake. Of course, you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course you did. Is he your brother? Let's just end that now. No. No. All right. Sod off Howlett. Liam he Howlett. I was yeah. drunk. Yeah, of course. Yeah. In the orange grove down Twickenham.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, should, we, should we warn people that we might spoil this film for them?
0: Yeah. Take it away just in case.
1: Uh, we're probably going to spoil this film for you so if you haven't seen it go away and watch it and then immediately come back and listen to this podcast
0: yep, pretty hard to talk about horror films on a podcast without um, without spoiling it, or swearing as well, sometimes as well, so yeah go check it out, it's on Netflix, it certainly is in the UK and internationally anyway But um, so, what's it all about who stars in it, who directed it and literally, what is it all about
1: all right, so uh, The Prodigy is directed by Nicholas McCarthy. It was released on February the 8th. It stars uh, Taylor Schilling, aka The Annoying One from Orange is the New Black, <laughs> uh, as Sarah Bloom. It's got Jason Robert Scott as Miles Bloom, Peter Mooney as John Bloom, Paula Dodro? How the fuck? Oh, sorry, dro. Paula. Dodrow as Dr. <laughs> Elaine Strasser, Colm Fiore, what the, f- as Arthur Jacobson and Paul, oh, this is a joke, in it? Paul, Paul, Paul Fotex. Fetty. as Edward, <laughs> this is not, that's not his name. No, yeah, it's not. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> uh, as Edward Skarker. Grow up.
0: Keep you laughing at it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's sillier, the bully or the one who follows him?
1: Oh, I don't know. Just imagine if that was your name. All right. And anyway, so The Prodigy, it's about, it's about this, this couple, yeah, and they have a baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But at the same time that they have a baby, this mental Hungarian guy who likes to <laughs> cut women's hands off is also being killed. And then as the baby starts to grow up, he's like really smart. And they're like, oh, my God, he's a prodigy. But it turns out that he's probably a reincarnated Hungarian mentalist.
0: Probably had better days. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was a good synopsis, actually. One of your famous synopsis. And also, I'm quite glad to know that we did definitely watch the same film. I asked Blogginald off there, actually yesterday as well, because I got... I was watching it and I got part of the way through and I thought, oh my God, is this actually the right film? Is it on Netflix? Or have I just been completely like duped myself here? But Bloggy has, comment, has informed me we have watched the same film, which is quite handy because otherwise this discussion would be a bit disjointed. <laughs> um, yeah, as we do on the show, like I say, we go into it, we just dive into it, it's discussion. What we actually start with is whether we liked the film or not, rather than leaving it to the end. Did you watch The Prodigy and did you like it? Well, obviously you watched it, did you like it?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't watch it actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Decided to boil this one off. Uh, oh, I really didn't like it. <laughs> why? What about you? Oh, okay. Okay. Why? Um, it's because you
0: said, said it like that. I need to know why now.
1: It was just pants, wasn't it? <laughs> it was absolute. It was just pony. It was really, really bad.
0: Mince. Um,
1: yes, it was extremely bad. And I feel really guilty because this was my suggestion (laughs) it was (laughs) because I saw the trailer for it and there's the bit in the trailer where the kid's like mummy and she's like oh come to me and he runs to her and then he turns into like a fully grown man and he's like choking her and I saw that bit in the trailer and I was like whoa this film's gonna be so good (laughs) and I watched it and just disappointment washed over me
0: (laughs) glazed over your eyes
1: yep did you like it, Matt?
0: I, did, I, uh, I didn't mind it. I don't think it's the best film I've ever seen. What I will say is I liked the fact that it was on Netflix. I think that's why I didn't hate it. I didn't have to go out of my house in the cold, pay good money and get popcorn to go and watch this. The fact that yes. I could watch it at home on Netflix softened the blow somewhat. I liked some of the ideas in it, actually, but um, a lot of the execution, as you say, was a bit pony, was a bit toilet, was a bit mince. Um but it wasn't the worst film I've ever seen. I'm interested to know if it's the worst one you've seen in this run of pods. But let's switch it around a bit then. So you thought the film was naff. What did you like about this film? This That's could be a short lot. discussion.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a really short discussion. I'm, there wasn't much out of this film that I liked. <laughs> um, I, 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 I always try to be balanced, as you mm. know. Um
0: <laughs> yes.
1: No, I really didn't like it. I thought that it was just um well it was just the the omen, basically, wasn't it? But shit.
0: Yeah, it was similar sort of haircut as well, just a bit shorter.
1: Similar every everything. It was a similar everything, but there wasn't much in this film that, that gave gave me any anything to good to say about it. I think the the, the kid that plays the kids. Yep. Uh Jackson Robert Scott. Yep. He did did a really, really good job of, um, you know, being an innocent child and then playing a fully grown Hungarian serial killer. (laughs) Um, Proper method, um, I hope he went. Yes, I hope that he did start cutting off people's hands. (laughs) And I thought that Taylor Schilling was, um, you know, because I I was a big Orange fan. So (laughs) I was watching this like, oh, it's Piper, Piper. But... After about five minutes in, I stopped seeing her as Piper and started seeing her as Sarah, the concerned mother. So oh. I thought that, you know, those are those are some elements. The dad, I don't know who he was, but he wasn't really in it. And he kind of looked a bit like Ben Affleck, but not.
0: <laughs> he did either. it, really.
1: Oh, he does, doesn't he? Like a distant relation of the Afflecks. Um, there was... Oh, There's not really... I'm so sorry. There's nothing no. really that good.
0: <laughs> Never, ever apologise for your opinion, fella. Right, I I thought the boy was okay uh, for the most part. Some of the boy, <laughs> I thought that little lad. He, do you know that kid? I didn't realize this while I was watching it because I look at him thinking, "You've got a face I'd like to beat." But that's the character, not the the lot, lot Jackson Robert Scott. The way he plays the character, I was thinking, "You little shit." Um, yeah. But that was intentional on in his behalf. He, he who's the little boy who played Georgie in it. Um, I only found that out. I, I was oh, today years old when okay. I found that out, and then I went back to look at a still, and I was like. Oh yeah, it just looks exactly the same. Just like a bit like stretched a bit longer, where he's grown up. But yeah, he's the boy from it, and he's now gone on to do this. I uh, have Taylor Schilling was <laughs> fine. Um, I like Col- the fact that Colin Fiore was in it, playing uh, Arthur Jacobson, the like regression doctor, the one who kind of said, you know, what we've actually found out is your boy's speaking Hungarian and this, that, and the other. And he get- and he looks really annoyed when Sarah storms out of the room, basically saying, "You're telling me my son's." Possessed by the spirit of a serial killer, she storms out. And the way he and this guy looks at her like she's, What do you mean you don't believe me? I am you know, mm-hmm. Really perplexed that nobody would believe this absolute hogwash. So I thought they, they were, and the actors were fine. Yeah, the dad was just kind of in it, he looked a bit like Southampton FC legend Ricky Lambert as well. So he's more, the best part about the dad, Peter Moon, <laughs> who, who else he looked like, uh, which is quite interesting. I like the idea. That the boy was an actual prodigy; that he was born with like this mental IQ, and he was so developed at the age of two. But then that kind of they ditched that idea very quickly. On, on oh, obviously, once you find out what's going on, they cease to um, they cease to mention the fact that he's like a child genius. I would have preferred the story to actually have been this kid was born like uber developed at the age of two. And then how whatever dark path they want to take it down, but I think that would have been more satisfying for me. But I also didn't mind the way that they went rather than going with the straight up possession route that a demon is in you. They kind of went with something a little bit different, like this whole soul transferring type thing. It's a little bit different to what you normally see. It wasn't the son of a devil. It wasn't possessed by an ancient demon. It was just it was they went the Exorcist three route in fact and had a soul transferring. Um. There was probably a couple of other things I liked. There were things that I liked, ironically, which I'll probably mention in the bits that we didn't like, or the things that made me laugh. I think um, we're
1: going to have the same bit.
0: We've <laughs> probably got quite a few of them, actually. There was, I mean, I also like the ending as well, if we're going to go into that. Like Not the actual end of the film, but um, I didn't like it, actually. When young boy, Miles, but I also don't like the name Miles either, which didn't help. When Sarah goes to the, the one that got, the victim that got away, Margaret St. James, I think the name was, when she oh, goes yeah. around there and they have their standoff and she's going to kill her, but then Margaret just kind of drops a bomb. She was, I've got kids and I never told anybody. And she's like, I can't go through with this. And then Miles turns up, bludgeons Margaret, puts a knife in her, and then just slices across her stomach. That did yeah, legitimately
1: disembowel her, basically. Yeah,
0: legitimately <laughs> made me go, with the idea of someone putting a knife in my gut and just doing that. I was like, that's disgusting. But um, then I've got more about that, which, which made me laugh. Um, and I like, I. I when I was watching it I liked the end of it like the whole like um, it is exactly the same as what happens in the omen exactly the same someone's yeah. going to shoot a child they get shot themselves in, in this case it's Gregory Pett's ca- character in the omen this time it's Sarah and the kid gets taken away to someone else and they're going to continue their spree but then I think I probably would have preferred actually if they just went even more glim grim glim as bleak and grim even bleaker and has had Sarah just shoot Miles in the face that would have been like a complete, like, what the fuck? The mum's got so gone so far down the rabbit hole, she's just shot her kid in like the face. I don't know. That's me. I mean, there are other, there are other little things I did th- think were okay, but not many. The, the regression scene between uh, Miles and Dr. Arthur uh, Jacobson. Oh, yeah. When he regresses him and he actually gets through to um, Edward Sarka, the Hungarian inside him, and... He basically says to him, you know, you're going to go and tell my mum, Sarah, that this didn't work because those drugs that are in your cabinet, I've taken them. I'm going to fall asleep. I'm going to tell everyone I woke up with the knob in my mouth. I've also gone to your toilet, taken some pubes off it. You should have probably wiped them off the dirty git. And I've put them in my teeth for DNA. I was like, wow, you're really stuck now, mate. So I thought that was good. I didn't think the dialogue was particularly great in the film, but I liked that little scene. The whole scratching thing where he scratches the guy's name, that was naff, but um, yeah, I liked I liked that regression scene. So there were sort of certain scenes I enjoyed, and as we go through what we didn't like, I probably remember more and end up flip-flopping, but so there, there were a few things that I enjoyed. I didn't hate this film, but yeah, the Netflix thing kind of helped me out a little bit, I think.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, definitely didn't hate it. Um, I just really, really didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did, yeah, yeah. The, the, the regression scene where he says, like, "Can I put your pubic hairs in my teeth?" Yeah, that bit really, like, it just bothered me. I just didn't like it. What that he did clean like, his toilet or? Yeah, just that he's, you know, <laughs> he's living up to the to he's the stereotype. Doctor. Yeah, he should know better. Yeah, But. No, I did think that bit was really good. It reminds it, a lot of this film reminded me of uh, Orphan.
0: Yeah, that's that's coming up in a few weeks on the show, actually.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. We well, there we go. Was that my choice?
0: I think that was my choice, actually.
1: Ooh. ooh,
0: ooh. Cool. <laughs> 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 Spoilers for the next few weeks.
1: Also, can I just say again for the people that love the fact that the fucking dog died, didn't it? Yeah,
0: I've got a note. <laughs> what, what, what's my note? Where is it? Um uh Maggots in basement. Guess what died? My
1: I've got okay, promising star, immediately no connection between mum and dad. Already know the puppy, gone get it. <laughs> Those are my notes.
0: <laughs> that puppy gone and he did. He did. Up, you know? he did. He did. Well, he got his, he's got his hand cut off, which is... Actually, I like the beginning of the film as well when... Because you know what's going on. It just happens... It's this woman's just running away from a scene and she's had her hand cut off and you've got a Sigourney Weaver light is driving a car and takes her in and she's just, and she's just like, my hand! He took my hand! He and took part, my hand! That's part of me thinking, what, in marriage? but um. So I like that because he kind of like, <laughs> what's going on? Then you've got this mad guy humming and he's balls out, he's naked. And then he gets gunned down. You're like, what the hell's going on? But then when they juxtapose that and cut those with scenes of a child being born, that's when you think, okay, I can see what's going on here, kind of. But I like the initial like, f- opening blast with the woman and the man. I yeah, was it
1: was very Silence of the Lambs at first with his little yeah, yeah. underground lair. and But, I mean, yeah. I I think, yeah, put, splicing the birth of this guy's death, you kind of already know... Mm-hmm. You already know what the outcome's going to be, so I don't know why they then drew it out with, like, you know, five years and seven months. It's like it. right. Who the fuck cares? He's obviously got something wrong with him. Let's yeah. just skip for that. But I thought the bit where he dies and he's got all the bullet holes and then the baby's born and it's got blood splatters all over exactly where his was. I thought that scene was really cool.
0: Oh, I never noticed the blood splatters.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. So like, where all his bullet holes are, it then like, and he's obviously naked. Mm-hmm. It like cuts, cuts to the like baby, yep. and the baby's got the same blood pattern on it.
0: This film's amazing.
1: I so, said, yeah. Actually, I changed my mind. It's it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought there were just some really silly parts, like so the kid doesn't cry. They're like, oh, yeah, he's very aware of everything that's going on. He's having an injection and he doesn't cry. <laughs> so, and no, then they just happen. say, yeah, and then they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, he's he's really developed, but he's also not developed at the same time and we don't know why. But don't worry about that part. And it's like, well, what? So what? this like the whole time they're teasing this idea of, like, there's a grown man, but there's also a kid, like, battling it out. I just... I felt that whole bit could just have been avoided.
0: No, and, and Dr. Strasser, Elaine Strasser, Paula Boudreau, she's a doctor and as soon as I got, she's like, I'm going to bring in a guy who's going to convince you you've got a Hungarian man inside your child and she just goes along with it as if any uh, qualified medical professional would do that. Um, yeah, I, I think Nicholas McCarthy, the director, uh, I think he actually directed a film, all right? It, it looked good. It was shot well, I think. Um and I think he did a film called The Pact a couple of years ago, which was actually quite good, much smaller budget, but that was all right. Um, but yeah, I thought it looked all right, the film. And, and, and he could tell that this sounds stupid, but you could tell that, if it, that he was trying to make a damn good film. Sometimes you watch a film and you think you can look at it and think yeah, it looks like they've given up halfway through or they didn't have a clear idea of what they wanted uh, to an extent. I think that last part might be true. Um, I think they may have had a few rewrites during it, but I think he generally went out to make a damn good, damn scary horror film. It just missed a lot of beats, I think. But there was a lot of promise here. I will say that. I think there was some good promise. But, yeah, overall, it wasn't executed brilliantly. And then when the Orion Pictures logo came on at the beginning, that's also part of the reason why I sent you a message. Because I am like, am I watching the wrong movie from like the 80s? Because it's the old-school Orion logo. really threw me off. Oh, I
1: don't even think about it. Yeah, I suppose it is, isn't it? It's, a,
0: it's like the proper old one to get on the old VHS.
1: Uh, do you know what bit I've just remembered that I've been dying to talk to you about?
0: Yeah.
1: With the sinister spider crush Oh yeah. You know the <laughs> bit where he's got that spider yeah. in his hands and he just goes, yeah. His face is like, yeah. <laughs> like he's
0: just cut he's one like,
1: off. Yeah, I've been reincarnated. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> this is no normal
1: though. child would kill a spider like that.
0: And then, and then her is like, hold my beer, pigeon, scissors, cut. Cutting yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> what is it with us watching films about weird kids man like I would have, I would have kicked this kid out immediately like do you want to have a staring contest or I'm going to put paprika on my chicken which is something I've never done before Just let me eat my dinner but do you think, is that a Hungarian thing I'd like to know if um, if there are any Hungarian listeners is paprika like when you saw that scene would you would go like hey kid's Hungarian
0: I didn't think he could be Hungarian because he wasn't eating goulash
1: is that what they is that what
0: the like their national dish is goulash which is actually a really tasty it meal? Have
1: paprika on it?
0: um i don't know i'll get anyone from hungary from uh budapest let us know other hungarian cities are available
1: the only thing that i could find on google is that paprika derives from the hungarian word oh paprika
0: <laughs> paprika is that is what you think it is so is it actually hungarian was it just a yeah, Hungarian word? I
1: think that there's that you can get Hungarian paprika, which is like, you know, I I don't know. I've never. I think I don't know. Never
0: differentiated. I would have loved it you if you they can tuned get Hungarian
1: in. Hungarian paprika, which I guess is like you know, like the saffron of paprika world. <laughs> I, but <laughs> the, this kid, he's got he's got a hankering for some paprika, and then they're like, they it's all these little like these little things that obviously in the script they were like oh yeah we're going to put that in and then and then the mum's going to come over and ask him since when have you been having paprika on your chicken miles like but it just went (laughs) straight over my head and I was like when's he going to stab someone
0: (laughs) (laughs) when's he going to gut someone
1: well and until the babysitter comes over and he plays hide and seek oh Zoe Bloody
0: hell! Oh, that's he's right, not yeah. very
1: good at that game,
0: is he? No, he's not. One to one to ten. Oh, you you're standing in front of me. Come on, even my little nipper can play hide and seek better than that. Quite well. So he eight? Yeah. Would he not want to be playing Xbox or something? Or be or worse? We'd think so. But Zoe Zoe was an, an older babysitter. She wasn't like one of the hip, young, sexy ones you get in films. She was like a mature lady, like a sort of like a, an actual female, Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, so she probably thought hide and seek is what the kids play nowadays yeah maybe just generalising there but um, but then again yeah, because later on in the film he was playing his computer and his dad shouted at him
1: yes he was yeah I th- I, there is a bit as well that I don't know like because I, I feel that the parenting in the whole of this movie is <laughs> just so crap like
0: well the dad had the right idea because he was convinced like from the get go almost that this kid was weird
1: yeah, he the, the, the dad was very much like calling him out for being really strange, but um the uh it's the whole bit where he he starts saying, "Oh, you know, someone's hurting me," mm-hmm. and it's the only time where I thought the mum actually did a decent bit of parenting by going home and maybe not accusing her husband, which I think she did. But yeah. she goes home and rightfully goes like, "Is there a reason for him to be saying this, dude?" Like, <laughs> which is totally like, I'm not saying like if your child is saying someone's hurting you, it's probably your husband. You like, of the bases, but, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's the fact that they actually you see them go home and have uh you know a counterproductive discussion about it at least but that's the one time where they actually like do good parenting the rest of it's just like oh i think he's reincarnated <laughs> yeah
0: by <Well>, the hungarian <laughs> man and
1: the- look at this video of this boy who's reincarnated he yeah
0: like, not. It's like, no just you don't need to see some crappy like um tabloid shit it's just this rubbish uh, the thing about that scene, I, I like that scene you mentioned that when, it, when she went home and was kind of like backhandedly saying, yeah, what have you done?" But but the fact that they kind of double back, double down on the cliche of, of the dad was abused as a kid, like physically abused yeah. by his dad, and it's like, well, yeah, it, 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 there was like little cliche after little cliche which snuck in. I, again, I would have liked it if the if the mum had gone home and asked the dad that question with no prior history. Because that would have cut. Like, to me, it would have shown more of a growing paranoia, or that something was wrong with the family, or there wasn't maybe that connection that there should be when she's going home and asking her husband, "Look, is there a chance you could have beaten him?" When it, when it, when it would, when it would seem like the, the dad's like a stand-up kind of guy, but when you realize when they are tied in with my dad was an abuser, and then they obviously the son brings it up later on in the film, it's like uh, it kind of takes away the moment somewhat for me. I don't know.
1: I think yeah. I feel I feel that. Yeah, the fact that they brought in, it was almost like a non-point. Like, they sort of said, oh, yeah, you know, your dad abused you. And then it kind of doesn't really get you... I thought that, oh, yeah, this the kid's going to start accusing... Turn parent against parent, you know. It's going to be a bit... Doesn't It doesn't happen. It just kind of gets... Brushed away,
0: it just sods off, is not it? Isn't it? Um, so, I guess the last thing for me before we move on to the to the fun part is, I, I again speaking about um, speaking about the boy uh, Jackson Robert Scott. I think, or Miles more like Miles the character. I think the more I think about it, the more I think he was a decent character. Again, some of the acting was a bit iffy at points, but the way they written him. So when the dad went to pick him up from school he wasn't listening and the dad had to kind of shout at him in front of everyone. And the way he manipulated his parents, I thought, especially the father, I thought that was really well done. And also a good um, story point because I can say from experience how much of a pain out of the ass it is to have a child who won't do as you say in public. (laughs) And you can't think, I can't can't say anything or shout because uh, this old lady over there will look at me and think I'm a bad father. Um, So yeah, I liked how they did, how they wove that into it. So in terms of the Miles character, I thought he was okay character in terms of, like, evil kids. I thought he was all right. I thought he was fairly well-acted. Um, was He wasn't quite Damien, but uh, I thought he was all right for the most part. But have you got anything else to say about the positives or the un- 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 unironic positives? Um,
1: I'm just going back through my notes just to see if there is anything... Just a blank page. to say... Uh no, I think it ended with paprika for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, once that scene happened, the pencil was down. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. So I'm
1: just gonna have to just absorb this movie and then shit it out.
0: <laughs> now I've got an image of what you did last week, or whenever you watched it. So moving on to the things that maybe weren't quite so good, or in or in bloggy's case, were shit. Go on. Uh, I'm more interested in what you've got to say than what I've got to say.
1: The man child scene.
0: <laughs> Oh,
1: my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go on. <laughs> You've been working to say haven't you? Oh,
1: God. I've been waiting to talk to someone about it. That bit, right? <laughs> so we're like, we're, what's that like? A good halfway through the movie, waiting for things to happen. He Give turns on around in his swivel chair and he's got a man's face <laughs> on a child's body. And I actually burst out <laughs> laughing and went, oh, fucking really? Especially when you pause <laughs> it on that scene. Oh, it's just it just looks, but you can see like you can see from the back of his head that it's not it's not my mar- it's not a child. It's obviously being, like a little person.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. In terms of the standing, yeah,
1: yeah. Like you I'm can sitting. see that it it's not it's 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 not a child, <laughs> or it's a child with a fucking mask on. But it, just the whole like it was just set up like so ridiculously that, and just it looked awful and. It, it cracked me
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> I think they can have quite a few of these during this.
1: Oh, it was so funny.
0: Um, what,
1: what is it, Mummy? Did you say something? Yeah.
0: Or, oh. Look
1: at my man face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm only going to show you a little bit of it. It's yeah, like little teeth <laughs> of the man face. Um, yeah, that, that, was, that was good, wasn't it? I think most of our po- points here are going to end in guffawing. What have I got at the top? So I'm gonna I'm gonna work down through the film in mind. So I've got quite a lot. Okay, all
1: um, right then, work, work work it
0: through. Some of them don't even need mentioning. One, the first one, which I sort of thought, uh, not I don't like the writing of that, was when when the baby's you know, when when um Sarah's water breaks and she get or she gets to contractions at home, and um the dad I keep forgetting the guy's name uh, John John Bloom the guy's called John says Are you sure? And like, as as if he'd know, and she's like Yep, it, it, he's coming, and he's like it's only the tw- it's only the twenty second. Like, he got really annoyed at the idea that the yeah. baby was going to come earlier. It's like it's it can't help when it happens. Like que- questioning the baby and the mother. Know, it, it is happening, mate. Get you know get get a giggle on. What else? Yeah, um, I giggled when this is really bad. I don't usually laugh at horror films because I don't. Like it, but when the boy is in bed, Miles is asleep for the first time. You see him. The subtitles just said whispering in Hungarian, and I just thought yeah. it was a mistake, so I started laughing at that. <laughs> Just whispering in Hungarian. And the um, last you one... Do you know
1: what the, uh, the Hungarian for paprika is?
0: I'm going to say... Paprika? Yes! <laughs> yes. That was Hungarian, by the way. I've got Hungarian roots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have Hungarian roots. And um, the last one before I shoot over to you to have a couple more laughs is um, in the promo shots, in the posters and the trailers, it was that shot of miles with... Um, half his face decked out in skeleton Halloween makeup and half of his own obviously to symbolise the 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 war that was being waged inside him. But in the film it was literally like a ten second moment if that, with not really that much significance. Yet the marketing kind of uh, lent quite heavily on that. So that annoyed me in a marketing sense. So uh, before I go on to my like million other ones, what about you, mate?
1: Okay, so we'll 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 go down the list. Yeah. Um Developing early, what the fuck? (laughs) Goes to all these specialist doctors and he's really intelligent but can't make friends. Is he autistic? That was my first initial. I was like, okay, we're going to go down the line. You know, he's got something wrong with him. It's a reasonable assumption. It's a reasonable assumption because they kind of play with that for a bit, don't they? That he's maybe got something else wrong with him. Hide and seek. Obviously, not very good at that. He is absolutely mental. Puts glass in her foot and claims he doesn't remember. What a psycho! <laughs> um, Do I feel like be- this would be your kid. <laughs> be- fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if you know, if the universe is, is made sure of anything, I will be infertile. So that I can't, I can't bring anything else into this world. Beats the tars out of some kid by talking in Hungarian and getting a wrench.
0: And that kid was called Dash as well. Dash, he's like Dash. Mold and Dash. Suggests
1: reincarnation. Why give her such little practical advice despite having a whole field of research and scientists working on it? Must try harder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Note to self, try harder. If something's hard to do, don't do it.
1: It gets like it gets right really short. So it just goes man child scene, lol, dog beefs it, kid bugs house. They decide to section him but tell him about it, cuddles his mum, all weird. Uh, (laughs) Mental mothering lets her kid disembowel this woman and it was all for nothing. Ends exactly like the omen. And then I just put shit, 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 shit. shit.
0: (laughs) And then you can see the red wine splattered all over it.
1: And then I just said, screw Flanders over and over again.
0: <laughs> Stupid sexy Flanders. Um, so <laughs> you we're... said it was rough. <laughs> we're through the looking glass, people. Um, so I got, <laughs> Miles has dirty fingernails, which I think may have been a more, more that.
1: Is that. Is that when he's rubbing his mum's hand? Yeah,
0: and I think it's more I like wonder... Edward's got dirty fingernails, but I was like, yeah, you got dirty fingernails. Um
1: what can I ask you about that? Of course he can. He's he's like rubbing her hand with his thumb, and then it's like he sort of puts his thumb in between her fingers because I thought he pinched her. I thought he pinched her. her. No, he just puts his thumb in between her fingers, and then she's like, Oh, I don't like it when you touch me like that. Yeah. What the fuss? Who was he like? Was it like, I
0: don't know. Maybe, maybe, well, thinking about it now, maybe it was more like a a sensual rubbing type thing, like you do with your yeah, partner, maybe. Thought,
1: yeah, I thought, I think it was a sensual rubbing, but then I think he, like, thumb fucked her. Ew.
0: Does that mean she's pregnant like, what
1: is it again? Be, well, it, hopefully the, the next pregnancy goes a bit more. She ain't going to be having any more kids, is she? Uh,
0: no, I think she's... She well, she ain't going to be having no more kids either. What else have I got? There's the camera that um, was in the parents' room it was the worst disguised camera I've ever seen. Remember that it was on like a photo oh, frame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see, I can't
1: believe we bugged the house. What are freak.
0: We bugged the house, and the camera was basically a smoke alarm, but the whole thing was visible, it's stuck yeah, to yeah, the side of the like, photo they just frame. They
1: turned it around. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, how did you not notice that? Um, yeah, he gets into bed with his mother, and there was a fly start buzzing, buzzing around. And I generally thought that they were going to go like proper grim and have the son like try and do something sexual to his mum, which. I'm surprised they didn't, considering the kind of avenues they went down. But that's what I thought they were going to do in that scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I thought it was going to. Well, yeah, because it was even to the point of like you know the manchild scene where he turns round. I was like, is he going to have like his knob out or something? Like it just was get it was getting to that point where it was like this film's getting a bit strange.
0: Yes, you could. But I it. think
1: if it had gone down those avenues, I might have like thought it was a bit it was better because at least then it would have made me feel something that a horror should make me feel which is
0: uncomfortable Yes, true yeah I th- I generally thought they were going to go down and I wasn't disappointed that they didn't because I'm not a pervo but disappointed in this, like story wise was thinking you know, that would have just been like but then obviously I would depend on how the mother would have reacted if she'd carried on being a mother and being like no next day being like oh it's fine have some pancakes then that would have gnawed that up um, what else yeah, we got yeah. yeah maggot in basement guess what died When the dad goes to pick up when John, I think his name is, I've already forgotten. The characters, especially the dad, are so forgettable. Let me just scroll up again. Just
1: just call him like Ben Affleck's
0: brother. Yeah, brother Ben goes to pick up his son from school. He's literally like catwalk modelling through the corridor. He's swaggering. I was like, (laughs) what are you walking like that for? Um, Then uh, before they go to find Marcus and James, Sarah gives Miles some sleeping pills in the car. And she says, I want to, and she goes, I want to check to see you've taken them. He puts him in her mouth and didn't even check to to open his mouth. Then she leaves, then she lets him hold a juice carton in his hand. Could, you know, if he falls asleep, it's going to pour all over himself. It's going to get sticky. And also how long was he out for? Because the, the film made it out like she was driving for all afternoon, all night into the next day. So how, what the hell was in these sleeping pills?
1: God, I don't know. It's just terrible parenting, isn't yeah. it? Everything everything. You know, you don't you don't give your child sleeping pills and then give them a juice box. Yeah. Like you brightly said, you're gonna have a sticky situation. Yeah,
0: you just ruin the interior of the car while well. And mm. I wouldn't if I was more engaged with the characters in the situations at hand, I wouldn't actually notice anything like that. But I found myself looking at it more like, Well, he wouldn't do that. He's been asleep for far too long. And this this um music started playing during it and if anyone know they star wars it was it sounded exactly like the force theme or the binary sunset theme it went da 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 it literally had like the exact exact same bars just for the first like for the first bar it was exactly the same i was like shit I honestly thought they were going to play it um oh, I was hoping that you were gonna be like yeah, that's the cantina band, obviously.
1: <laughs> God
0: almighty. You call yourself a film fan. Killer kill woman. <laughs> um and then and then I guess at the very end is when she's gonna kill Miles, the farmer just turns up and guns her down. It's like ah, just it's, it's that kind of I know it's it's film, it's plot, um armour, it just happens, but the fact that the farmer was just there in the right place at the right time with a gun to shoot her. I was like, Ugh. I do I didn't Why like that. When
1: a farmer's ever in the right place at the right time. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, he was in his field, but it's just like, really? It just comes out of nowhere.
1: Because they're usually in their fucking tractors driving at five miles per hour in front of me when I'm late. Yes,
0: yes, I hear that. Down <laughs> down, down a narrow lane, all round a bendy lanes, so you can't get round them. Yep. Um, that that was mainly my biggest issues, but that's only because I didn't expand on some of them. So, um, actually, one of the ones I found funny was after um after Miles hits dash with the wrench, and you know Sarah's uh, Sarah and John have an argument. Um, I think this is after she's kind of accused him of potentially. You know, beating the child or abusing the child. They have an argument later on that evening. Sarah is in the bathroom in this in this like very small, very alluring slip, and John sees her and he's like really quickly, he's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry, actually, I didn't mean for any of this to happen," and starts trying to snuggle. I was like, "You filthy old man!" As soon as he sees a bit of leg, suddenly all he doesn't care about being accused of being an abuser; he's just in it for the leg.
1: I would also I want to make sure that anyone watching this knows that. You know, normally, I don't know anyone that has pyjamas that fine. <laughs> like, what the hell? But I would wear that shit to work. Like, that looked. <laughs> she had silk. That was silk. Who wears that shit to bed? Like, I just, my, my pyjamas are like an old T-shirt from an ex-boyfriend or something. It's never like, actually, it's not. I threw all that out.
0: <laughs> quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I burnt that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. you don't. I, I don't know. I it actually that the, all her different negligees throughout the different evenings. When she wakes up all troubled and finds her son speaking in Hungarian tongues, was um, <laughs> I was like, who are you with your kimono and your fucking velveteen dressing I mean, attire? It's
0: weird. I mean, what's the name from Gerald's game? Wore that to try and rekindle their marriage, um, and even then, that exactly. was a stretch for her
1: she just wears it to bed. Yeah. This, this is all this is all in a day's work for Sarah Bloom. That's
0: right. And then John sees it and you know you, you can accuse him of anything but as long as his wife's in that silky slip does matter. And she think she's not even like you like you on your point here, She's not even wearing it uh, to be seductive or to you know to get the truth that's just what she wears to bed. Yeah. If she doesn't yeah she, I don't know whether or not they bump uglies, I don't know they you know they Nicholas McCarthy didn't show us that after dark but um yeah she just goes to bed in a silk slip. I go to bed in well, anything I can find usually what I'm wearing that day, maybe to change the trousers, so yeah, I don't really take you know, I just go go to bed aren't I? I'm i gonna wake up probably sweating, So, I'm not usually too bothered
1: well, there's another there's a few things in this film that I don't understand, and one of them is is the bit where he you know like he's gonna go and be dash up, yes, and the kind of there are scenes where he sort of talks in Hungarian and then, like, his shadow changes. Mm-hmm. As if, like, as if Miles has known all along that he's got a fully grown man living in his soul. I don't, like, it just all seemed a bit strange.
0: Yeah, especially because it, well, he, he, he kind of gets it. Well, obviously, he gets it eventually because he says to Sarah, oh, things happen and I don't remember, blah, blah, but it, that... Especially like the shadow because the shadow grew like an abnormally big head, which um, I don't know. If it's got <laughs> yeah. to be a perspective, but that looked hilarious. Oh,
1: the whole just yeah. Uh, there was a lot. There was a lot about this film that kind of led to more questions than answers. But I feel like when I was looking this up earlier, they're going to do a second one.
0: I was about, literally about to ask you that question. I didn't. I don't. I, I haven't said that actually. But because I probably would have liked it if Sarah had shot moles. Firstly, because that was to me, that would have been like, as I mentioned, like this—the downward spiral of sanity was gone. Then, to go to be in a place where you actually kill or shoot a child, regardless of what they've done, to do that is, you know. But also, would have added some finality to the story. That's what I meant about rewrites, and that I reckon at some point they maybe I reckon they rewrote the ending to make a frac, to make a sequel, basically. Yeah, to have him survive. But what can they do, which they haven't already done in this film, have him terrorize? people who he don't give a shit about because they're not actually his family.
1: Yeah, this is it. I mean, the only saving grace that I can give you is that this new family that he's gone to don't seem to have a dog.
0: (laughs) You don't know that. He could have been asleep.
1: Oh, God, yeah, it could have been because well, the, the the dog kinda knew, do. You? I mean the the, the dogs always know, don't they? a the sense of, yeah, Tallulah. She got shouted at. Yeah,
0: for for nothing. She got shouted
1: out for barking at the their weird freak Hungarian reincarnation <laughs> kid.
0: <laughs> Hipster.
1: Yeah. He's just, yeah, everyone's got everyone's gotta have a protected characteristic now and that is his. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I thought of the dogs in the omen. When Tallulah started doing that, I thought of the omen, I thought, Oh no, we're not gonna have like a a wireless scene, but and um, we we kind of it was implied that that's what the kid was. Do- or, or did you take it that the dog was protecting a child, or that he was like, warning them of some evil?
1: No, yeah, the dog the dog knew that something was was fishy. I think okay, that's why he ends up getting killed.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, dogs always the first ones to go, isn't it? See, most other films we've spoken about in these in these podcasts. Um, <sighs> speaking of Hungarian, right? She uh, right, you you and me love so. She, right. she goes, when she hears Miles in his bed quivering, jerking and speaking Hungarian, but the first thing I thought of, she she just looked up and reached for a dictaphone. Is like, I've looked at the price of yeah. dictaphones. They're so expensive. And no kid has dictaphones anymore. People just don't have dictaphones. I don't get how odd he might I be. I actually have a dictaphone for work. Yeah, for work. I looked at the one.
1: Journalists have dictaphones. I mean,
0: journalists have dictaphones. Uh, bloggers or people who are out there interviewing people. I tried to get a dictaphone. Instead, I got something far cooler than that. But I was like, that good thing that dictaphone just happened to be there. And you that need...
1: wasn't even a dictaphone though. It was like that thing he's got on Home Alone. It was like a fucking tape boy or yeah.
0: tape called. boy. Yeah, isn't that what they were called? Something like that. Yeah, I, yeah. was so like Google tape it. boy and tape girls. And but she's like, and Miles wakes up. He says, "I wasn't having a bad dream. I was having a good dream." And I immediately thought, "Oh, that's his first wet dream! Like, <laughs> he's getting so into it. He was speaking Hungarian. Um, so yeah, his first good dream was his is first that, wet is that, dream." Is that
1: what happens? Is it? Is that coming of age for a guy? Just.
0: Yep, yeah, I woke up the oh. next day, sprinkled paprika on the cornflakes, and I felt really solid.
1: <laughs> that killed the dog.
0: Yeah, yeah, a slice of dog's arm off. You know, you know how it is.
1: It's it's hands. Whose hands? The hands of a nice lady. <laughs> Yeah, and then, that's the, also that ah oh, the, the the bit at the beginning where he's like he's got a gun and he's just actually just holding that woman's hand. Yeah, yeah.
0: It maybe but he starts to say well, doesn't it? Maybe he was going to say to them, "Need a hand?" or something like <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> Pleased to meet you.
0: <laughs> and the, and at the actual very end shot is him looking at his new foster mother's hand and grinning. I was like, for God's sake, that's what I mean. It's so on the nose of so many things, like the paprika. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't zoom into the paprika and have it say. Like made in Hungary or something like that to really like bash it home. There was too many yeah. things I didn't like. Like they, I don't really like the ending that it set up. Like they went full on omen and set up a sequel to a film, which to be fair doesn't need a sequel. This film doesn't need a sequel. It did well at the box office. It, it made twenty one point one million dollars off a six million budget. That's not bad actually. Plus the international release of on Netflix probably means more people like you and me have seen it who wouldn't probably go out to see it.
1: Yeah, so how how has it made money if it in the box office if it was released on Netflix? I think
0: in the United States, I think they pulled an, an, an annihilation jobby where that was released theatrically in the United States, but the rest of the world, we've got it on Netflix.
1: Oh, Okay. Thanks for uh clearing that one up, Matt.
0: That's alright, mate. That's all right, pope. So yeah, yeah, it people I people like went out to see it. Not in their droves, but you know, fairly that's a, not a bad number $21.1 million. Uh, I don't think that's bad. And again, it's I don't Netflix never release their figures unless they over exaggerate them. Like when they when Bright came out, and they're like half the population of Earth tuned into this on the first day. No, they didn't. It was shit. Uh, so I don't know how many people have seen it, but I imagine quite a few. And that's what I like about Netflix is the model that they have is films like this which I wouldn't go out and see. Even though it's a horror film and we do a horror movie podcast, which you're listening to, and it's probably Britain's greatest one. But I probably wouldn't go yeah, out yeah. and see this film and spend my hard-earned money in when it's released February. It's cold. It's wet. But I can watch it on Netflix and uh, subject myself to it. And, I, and that's what I mean. The blow was softened because it was on Netflix and I didn't have to go out and sit through it. So, um, yeah, uh, what was I saying? Sorry, I'm gonna cut that bit out as well. I've completely lost it. So yeah, sequel. So yeah, I can see why they might go for a sequel based on box office. But if there is a sequel, uh, knowing what you think about this one, would you go out and watch it just to see what they might do?
1: Well, because I think that if they did do a sequel, if it's going to follow the, the the rate of sort of growth that the other one did, he'll be a teenager by the time that the film gets going. Yeah. And I think that would be a lot scarier because when he's a teenager, they'll be able to do a whole... I think a lot of the problem with these films, apart from there was a film that I watched and it was called something quite bluntly like The Children. Okay. And it had that guy... Do you remember Creep? Which one? There's... The first one with on, in The Cheap. Yes. So the guy that was in that, his name's Jeremy Sheffield.
0: I definitely didn't know who that was in
1: but he's yeah he's in a, he's in a another horror film called the children, and it's basically where the kids will get like this almost like a twenty eight days later kind of like disease almost right and um they there's full on like they they shove some this little kid who's like and they're all trying to kill they kill some of the adults and the adults have to sort of like form together against the kids, and it gets quite brutal and he like pushes this kid through like a stained glass like, or, like a conservatory <laughs> door and impales this like you know and they're like bludgeoning children and you're like jesus christ like calm down so I th- yeah and i think that there's a line isn't there with children that you you shouldn't you can't really cross that it's, it's a bit
0: taboo isn't it
1: yeah so i think that if they did it with a teenager i think there's going to be more room to make it my kind of horror film where there is actually stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I don't, I, don't, I don't dislike psychological horror or horror where there's not that many jump scares, mm. but I just think that this one, if there is a sequel, it could actually be... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Could it could be better. It would be better. The sequel will be better. More substance
0: to it, more more to it. I thought you were going to say, um, I'm not against children being bludgeoned, but I, <laughs> what I thought you were going to say...
1: No, I think if yeah, if, he, if he's older, there's more that that can be done, isn't there? And yeah. I think that he could be more menacing when he's a teenager yeah. as well.
0: Um, well, you know what other film did that. What? The Omen Two.
1: <laughs> I still haven't seen the. I, yeah. I need to watch them.
0: The Omen Two is he's a teenager, like a prim and proper English teenager. It looks like he should be at Eton, with David Cameron, and then the third one is Sam Neil. So. He's, yeah, it charts him from being young boy, teenager, adult. So if they want to follow the Omen trajectory, they can do three films of him as a teenager and one as an adult. And hell, as a completionist, I'd have to see it because I've seen the first one. I'd feel almost duty bound to go and watch it. But no, I agree with you. They, I think they could. There's more possibilities for a, when you are a teenager, and also also it's a bit more believable. Not to say that young kids can't be mental. Because they can be, or uh, possessed, or whatever. But for a, but just for like actual like physical acts, act as a for a teenager to overpower an adult or to attack or physically attack an adult. In my head, I don't know. I this I can believe it more than a nine-year-old boy, even if he is possessed by a Hungarian serial killer. something about like seeing a young nine-year-old boy overpower an adult doesn't really work for me. Teenager. I can imagine that, and like you said, it'd be a bit more menacing. Then the threat feels more real, and I know that kid. And I, and I generally actually like films with creepy kids in. So I if they, if I, if they nail it, the kids that is, then not nail the kids. If the kids nail the performance,
1: Whoa. yes.
0: I mean, like uh, stigmata jobby If um, if the kids <laughs> nail the performance, then it really, you know, I, I, it can be really terrifying. But if they don't, then it can be a bit like this, where you know, at some points it was. You know the kid creeping, creeping. others. I just didn't buy it, but yeah, I think with teenagers, there's more you can get away with, more you can do. So you're saying if there was a sequel, you'd, it would you would you if it is at the cinema, would you go and see it, or would you only see it was on Netflix? Oh
1: no, I wouldn't pay. I'd, <laughs> well, I'd watch it on Netflix. Yeah, definitely, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't
0: pay. No, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I yeah I'd go and I'd watch it on Netflix. So if it was at the cinema, my mind would be thinking. I bloody hell! I saw because I'm really bad. I'm like, I saw the first one. I probably should go and see it. Another thing: when, when at the end, when Margaret St James gets disemboweled again, that scene where she where it just like slices her guts open, you know, like ripping sounds like. Ugh. But then Sarah gets a tea towel and puts it on it as if that's going to make any difference whatsoever. Yeah. Here, apply pressure to your guts spilling out with this tea towel. It's like I did. I, you know I mean, I expected bloody the bounty bloke of his to come swinging in and put a ba- bounty on it. <laughs> bounty toilet uh, kitchen roll
1: sheet does plenty.
0: That's it, sheet, plenty, that's it, sheet. You might as well come in because apparently that stops anything.
1: I will admit to you now, I've looked up what scary is in Hungarian, um, <laughs> and it's a word that I'm never going to be able to pronounce, but I'm hoping that if I put it up on Google, you'll be able to hear it.
0: Well, it say, yeah, go on, and I'll, I'll keep quiet. Did you hear mm. that?
1: Ijadős.
0: Yeah, Ijadős.
1: Yeah,
0: this film wasn't as iedish as it could have been.
1: No, it wasn't as i-a-de-ish. as I'd like it to have been.
0: This <laughs> it should be a new thing every, oh every show. Oh, my
1: God. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's let's try paprika. <laughs> so English is... Here's the English. Paprika.
0: Paprika.
1: <laughs> and here's the Hungarian. Paprika. Paprika.
0: I was right when I said paprika, see? Paprika.
1: Waiter, there is too much pepper on my paprikas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what else could we let? What's prodigy in Hungarian? Oh. <laughs> if I do this, am I going to suddenly get possessed? Yes. Coda. Coda.
0: Coda. Here you go. Coda. What's this What's this in Hungarian? See if you can hear this, mate. as a film any idea what that might mean in Hungarian? This isn't oh, it, the game part of the show, oh, by oh, the way.
1: Just once more. Do you know, I had one of them, but the wheels fell off.
0: <laughs> <Is it laughs> yeah, mine, mine, back, mine clacked on me a few weeks ago. It on was This movie was a bit rubbish in Hungarian.
1: Uh, I thought it was going to be like The Dog's Dead.
0: <laughs> no, no, nothing it to do with the dog.
1: Dog in Hungarian, translate. Hello Hello. Sorry
0: for our Hungarian listeners there.
1: This is dead dog in Hungarian. Okay. Hello Katya. Hello 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 What is that just my name?
0: Here we go. Elizabeth, Elisabethy. That means Elizabeth is cool in Hungarian. <gasps> So there you go we've just oh, given you guys a bit of hungarian there so those who tuned in for quality insightful psychoanalysis of a horror film that's us speaking hungarian of google Translate, we're not we aren't sponsored by google other translation services probably are available but they certainly ain't anywhere near as good
1: i'll
0: do one
1: more for you go
0: on oh that's a legend
1: Matt is a multimedia legend.
0: <laughs> I heard legenda. And I thought, oh, legenda. wicked. Matt the is multi- a legenda. Multimedia. Legenda. Oh, thanks, mate.
1: That's all right. So you're the prodigy. Multima- <laughs> yeah, back to the film. Uh, yeah, that was
0: entertaining, that was.
1: That was. I mean, what I might do is I might put this on late at night and then just, you know, I hope that my mum comes in and records me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah so just. That, just... Would,
1: that would be jokes. I'd be like, mum, I'm going to put you on to my reincarnation specialist who actually knows fuck <laughs> all. Uh, yeah. even though he's been studying this field for like 20 years. Uh, he's going to put you into some kind of like uh, conjuring the further.
0: It's to get out, isn't it? He's a hypnosis man.
1: Oh yeah, and every everyone that does hypnosis has got one of these metronomes. Where do they get them from? Do hmm. they just get do they just go to like suspicious as fuck
0: <laughs> Hypnotist.com. Yeah. Hypno goods.
1: Am I, am I reincarnated dot org? <laughs>
0: yeah, you should just go on go on to like um, BBC, copy an entire article, put it into translate and just press play when someone comes in. And then it would just start reading out this like two thousand words.
1: Babrika, paprika. Word. paprika. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I'm glad that I got paprika correct um, in terms of pronunciation, but yeah,
1: you are secretly a Hungarian man, aren't you? I have
0: loved goulash That's when I was a been kid. An
1: English man's body, what,
0: an English man's bod, bod. I do. I like a bit of the old beef goulash. I think it was. It's really nice. <laughs> is
1: that the? Is that the only Hungarian dish that you? I'm saying that as if I know loads.
0: That's, that's the only herring gift i i don't know anymore, actually if there are any more Hungarian dishes, obviously there will be, but there's probably some really fine treats over there.
1: oh my god, so okay, so I just put in Hungarian food, and the first things that come up is chicken paprikash, which is paprika chicken. Wow, are you fucking kidding. It took me an hour to drill this down it's <laughs> one of the most. Famous variations on the paprika's preparations common to Hungarian tables.
0: Yeah, but who would know that apart from a Hungarian
1: paprikash? That's what. So when I said, "Wait, there's too much pepper on my paprikash," I was, I was fucking bang on.
0: No, you are. Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm I, sure I, I, I didn't know that. I just assumed he liked his, he liked spicy food because it, he was, um, he was developing, so he was trying new things. I never once thought that mm-hmm. must be like a traditional Hungarian fare
1: what's a palate it's a time in a young man's life you don't know do you <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't have no idea that that was anything to do with hungry I just thought it was uh, just a kid eating spicy food to you show You it was a kid who was it.
1: hungry <laughs> Should we we, like move on to the social media part?
0: (laughs) I really tried to not laugh at that, but I couldn't help myself. That was awfully good. I'm really sorry, but that was quite good. Um, uh, Yeah, I don't think I've got anything else on my notes there. other than yeah, so in so yeah, in closing then, because we've said how much we said at the beginning. You said that you really didn't like it. I said I, I, I didn't particularly like it, but there was bits I thought were okay. We have just gone through about fifty minutes of saying how naff it was. The film entertained us, by the sounds of it, whether it should have done or not. Um, so I stick to what I said. That it wasn't the worst film I've ever seen. There were bits which I thought were actually quite good or had certainly had promise but it was a let down. I think there was a, like the dialogue wasn't great. Uh, some of the things that happened and some of the moments that you've mentioned as well, like the doctors, um, it just, and and then the pacing of it felt a bit off as well, it's, especially when they start to find out what's going on. The pacing just felt a bit awry. So, um, uh, yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of this film, but have, have you at all changed your mind on it?
1: Um, no no i haven't I... <laughs> I i do feel the same as you i feel like the pacing was off um i feel like the direction was okay uh the dialogue was a bit meh uh yeah. but I, I i can appreciate the finer detail that they, they they put into some of the scenes um you know i don't know if i've mentioned it but I especially like the bit where he puts some paprika on his chicken because as we know Paprika <laughs> that was the first clue that something was amiss with this child. It, I, His I love mean, with I, chicken paprikash.
0: I I I find it really funny and like I like to look down at people who didn't even know that that was like a Hungarian dish. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. it's right there.
1: Yeah, it's so I mean, you know, the, the foreshadowing with the with the paprika and <laughs> the chicken and, and... the subtitles
0: whispering in Hungarian.
1: Hello. 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 <laughs>
0: and Halat gutia
1: the dead dog uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I just paprika just... <laughs> yeah, you fun it, there mate it, 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 yeah I am um, it was a shit film <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you say that in Hungarian go on see us out of the discussion with that
1: play me out how to say movie in Hungarian uh, this one Moscow kid, Moscow, Moscow
0: kid. kid, Moscow pip, Moscow, Moscow pip. I'm learning something. I thought Rosetta Stone. This is this is great.
1: Moscow pip, shit, Moscow pip,
0: pip. Yeah, I really quite enjoyed. I think for one, our games in the future, just be film titles in another in another language. That would be fantastic, and we get to play one. it as well. <laughs> yep um so yeah that was the that was the prodigy it was not the best film we reviewed before we move on to socials actually i do want to ask you i i foreshadowed it at the beginning telegraphed it like every single jump scare in this film of all the films that we've seen now this is episode 12 i believe of the main show anyway is this the worst film you've seen out of 12 or is there something below it no no this
1: isn't no this was all right um God, uh, the worst film? Uh, I can't remember anything. My brain's just gone like, I don't know. I can't remember any of the films that we've done. Um,
0: Halloween, The Conjuring, Fright Night, Crawl. Oh, yeah, that no,
1: um, probably is the worst, isn't it?
0: Hereditary, Gerald's Game.
1: Yeah, no, it's the worst. It is the worst. The you know,
0: when Duper's Creepers, the film that scared you the most as a child. I
1: love Duper's Creepers.
0: And uh, that was our discussion So after the discussion, before the game We uh, we always throw over to what you guys thought And and this time, this week We put out a couple of polls On the social medias, Twitter and Instagram And asked what you guys, you there with the ears Thought of the Prodigy
1: Uh, Shit, that's me On Twitter (laughs) It's not like I have a script In front of me Uh, (laughs) On Twitter, 42% Of people liked it And 58% didn't
0: That's right. And on Instagram, 33% of you liked it and 67% didn't. What I'm ascertaining from that is more people didn't like it than did. Do you agree with that? I concur. I I concur with those stats. You there, listeners, we agree with most of you. And to be honest, as we always say as well, if you did like this film or if, if we like a film you don't or vice versa, if you did like it, well, firstly, great. Why, well, you know, what was it about like What are we missing out on? I'd love to hear, or we'd love to hear from people who did like this film, just for another perspective, because uh, it's all subjective. So if you did like it, get in touch. And now we always end off Death Bipod with the Death Bipod game. And of course, in, in the weeks gone by, we've had things like Guess the Movie Quote and Hum the Movie Theme. And this time around, it's called Money, Money, Money. We are picking three horror films each, and the other one, has to guess how much it made, you know, rounded up to the nearest number at the overall worldwide box office. So this should be easy.
1: This should be easy. Uh, I will let you know that while we usually sound the klaxon for this one, uh, could we sound a Hungarian klaxon?
0: I'm sure we could find one online somewhere.
1: Uh, I've already got one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here's one I prepared earlier. You ready? Yep is that the klaxon
1: that's the klaxon
0: sweet so i've got to go and google and sample that
1: do i need to put i don't need to sound like a robot do i
0: no if you could just sound as mental as you did when you said the klaxon
1: that's
0: better (laughs) can you do it can you just do it one more time as if you just stepped on lego
1: Ah, <laughs> so that
0: says our klaxon um, great <laughs> right this is going to be hell. be fair though when we had our when we had our guess the release year game we actually got within a few years of every single one so who knows we might be better than we think we didn't get any right but we might be better than we think
1: This is also this was a so earlier I had to admit to Matt that I've got dyscalculia, which is maths dyslexia. I don't
0: like the fact it's got like calculator in it as well.
1: It's horrible, isn't it? It's even like harder to try and spell the fucking thing. But um, (laughs) yeah, so when I saw this game. I had like a little internal blep because I had no idea how to actually pronounce all of the numbers that were in front of me. So I had to double check with Matt whether they were millions, trillions, or. And now I've had to write them out in long form.
0: <laughs> well, she did a good job. I'm proud of you.
1: <laughs> so I'm, I have no like understanding of numbers or money. So this is going to be great. Well, I. Really. Firstly, I
0: apologise, I wasn't aware. Um, were, I know you've mentioned yeah. something, something similar before, but not to do with numbers, so I thought I would get away with this one. But yeah, so apologies for that, but uh, thank you for playing along anyway. There... <laughs> I mean that seriously. Oh, no, I
1: wasn't looking for an apo- I'm not berating you for uh, discriminating against my disability. <laughs> I'd be, I'm i look- you to, look to look be like inclusive? Threat. I've got uh, I've got dyslexia, dyspraxia, and dyscalculia. So dyspraxia, a, that's the one I of. I'm his. a fraggle across the board. <laughs> yeah, but you I rock. Actually, it, it's amazing that I went got through infancy.
0: <laughs> you must be some sort of prodigy.
1: I must be some sort of um oh god, what was the word for prodigy? Curedor. I can't remember
0: now.
1: <laughs> Legendo. Legendo.
0: <laughs> uh mate. So let's get these numbers done. then. so as we always do, let's go ladies first, bloggy what's the first film you can embarrass me with
1: paranormal activity three how much money did it make tell God. me
0: now uh oh the first one did quite well obviously um and we're rounding up not rounding up. So paranormal activity three i reckon you made 56 million dollars
1: 56 million and we're doing the gross worldwide yes figures. yeah okay so we might have to double check this I think it's 207 million.
0: Oh, bloody hell. I thought because 50... it
1: was.
0: 207039844. Yeah, 207 million, 39,000. 207, $207 million. $207 million whether people went out to see Paranormal Activity
1: 3?
0: Yes. Oh, wow. This time around, we are not within three or four of the answer then. $56 million, I thought. Oh, well, no claxing this time then.
1: No. Do not
0: sound the Hungarian klaxon. No, we better get somewhere. Okay, the klaxon gets sounded if we if we get to within if we get to within five million, we'll sound the klaxon. Obviously, if you get a spot on, we'll have an actual party. So, for you, yeah. the first one. This relates to the 2009 version remake. It's the last house on the left.
1: Hmm. I think that made four million. Final answer? Seven million.
0: <laughs> well, there were a four in it. It made, rounded up, made $46 million. Oh. Yep. Okay. No, no klaxon.
1: Klaxonless S- games.
0: Sad klaxon. <laughs> oh. What, what, what? Paprika. Paprika. <laughs> what you got next, pal?
1: The next one is Piranha 3D.
0: Oh, for God's sake! Um, did you like this film, didn't you?
1: It was alright, didn't it have yeah. Elizabeth shoe in it?
0: Uh, I don't know, just women in bikini. Oh no, it
1: didn't. It had that woman with the with the boobies,
0: <laughs> which one, I, um, can't, I can't remember. It, that. it had, that, that. had that broad with knockers. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Piranha three D.
1: Audacious Tartars.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the fact oh, now that you've told me awesome. it's got the woman with the boobs in, that's going to put it up a bit. So I reckon eighty five million. Uh, yes. What did you say again? I said eighty-five million, based on the oh. fact that a woman with big boobs was in it.
1: The sound the sound the klaxon for the ah, in the ah, Yes. Figured. Ah, figured. what was it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not even that funny.
1: I just don't know. I'm laughing. I can't stop. It's eighty-three million. <laughs> oh.
0: So yes, crazy. Kelly Brook. Oh, mate. I'm pleased with that one, fella.
1: Oh, treat yourself to some
0: paprika. <laughs> yeah. Give me some double klaxon. After. There it is. After. I love that klaxon. Right. After. Oh, uh, Surprisingly, someone got quite close to one of the answers. Let's see how well you do with this one. Are you ready? I am. Right. It's another film we're going to be covering soon, and I'm quite looking forward to it, actually. Silent Hill.
1: Oh, um... Ah, uh, let's say thirty-eight million dollar
0: <laughs> So, what did you say? Thirty-eight million.
1: Yes. I'll
0: give you another. I'll give you another clue. It's more than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair By bit a more. Lot? Um, uh, okay. a lot. Okay. Decent amount more.
1: Um. So let's say um, one hundred and twelve million.
0: Oh no! Nearly. Oh, uh, it's no klaxon,
1: though.
0: Oh. Round it up to the nearest whatever. It's 101 million. Oh, fuck my
1: life.
0: <laughs> it's not far <laughs> off, though. As soon as you said 100, I was like, shit, you're going to get this bang on.
1: 100. Dun, dun, dun.
0: 101 million. Nearly. You're 11 million off.
1: Balls.
0: Um, so you've got one more to go. Go on.
1: Susperia. So, okay, so it is the new one. You're right, so the Let new me one. Let just double check, because it, it seems... Well, I won't, I won't tell you what it seems. I went to see that,
0: it. so I contributed eight quid towards that. Um, so it's more than eight yeah. quid.
1: Yeah, uh, okay, I, all right, yeah. No, it seems to be legit, so... Okay,
0: so Worldwide for the new Suspiria, which I don't think did all that well at the box office, but I quite enjoyed that film. Well, just because I enjoyed it, I liked it. But I reckon it made. Oh, come on, give me some claxen, baby. Seventy-two million dollars.
1: It's so much lower than that. It really? Has seven, it has got a seven in it, though.
0: Oh my god, seventeen million. No. Oh, what is it? In?
1: Seven million. No. 000, no, seven million nine hundred forty-two thousand and ninety-three.
0: No way. So seven
1: nine forty zero nine three.
0: Wow, that's that's wild. I thought we would have made a bit more than that.
1: Well that's why I thought I'd best check this because all the other numbers have had a lot more numbers in the five portion. In the first set of three, there's been three.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah This one only had one. No, I don't doubt your um your uh, box office gross finding skills. I was like, you wow, I can't believe do. it made that little.
1: You seriously should doubt them, but yeah, because that's yeah, seven million seems wow. like a lot of money to me. But then when I put it next to Paranormal Activity 3,
0: which was clearly not a better film, but it plays yeah, it's more to really the masses, I know.
1: Yeah.
0: My last one for you. Come on, give me some klaxon. It's the first movie in the franchise, Saw.
1: Ah, oh, I think that made a dick load of money. Um. Uh, Comparatively
0: against its budget, compar- damn right.
1: That's a that's a technical term. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's say that it made.
0: Should I give you a clue? Yes. It is nine figures, which indicates it's got three figures to start with.
1: Oh, so it's it's more like a paranormal activity kind of a number.
0: Same amount of digits, put like that.
1: It's got three, three, and three. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go with a hundred and fifty million. <laughs>
0: Caught me drinking again, but no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that was just a bit too high. a uh, hundred
1: and thirty million.
0: The bit's a bit too high.
1: All right. Well, I've lost the klaxon. The klaxon's gone.
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll play. I'll play it in your honour anyway. Later on, the answer was again rounded up one hundred four million. One
1: hundred and four million.
0: Yep, and I guess it didn't cost much to make either. So,
1: no, wow.
0: Well, in honour of getting one of the questions right, or nearly, it's klaxon!
1: Ah, secured! Ah, secured! Ah, <laughs> Hungarian
0: for one week only is a Hungarian klaxon. So nobody got a spot on, but I'm quite glad I got at least one sort of semi right. So um, yeah, that's our game, guys. Did you play along? If you did, thank you. If you didn't. Thank you. Did you but If did you get any closer than we did without cheating? If you did, let us know. Or if you've got any ideas for future games, let us know. I think I've got an idea for one. If Bloggy doesn't steal it already, we've been playing it already. This this show. So uh, that is that for this episode of Death by Pod and The Prodigy. Uh, one more time, Bloggy, The Prodigy. Would you recommend? If somebody came up to you and said, "Right, I'm, I got, I'm bored. Give me a film to watch on Netflix. Give me a horror film, in fact, to watch on Netflix. I found a Prodigy. Is it any good? Should I watch it?"
1: I'd be like,
0: well, yeah, you can watch it if you want,
1: but like, it's shit. Yeah, so you'd warn them that,
0: in advance. That is genuinely, like, yeah, that's how I would say it. Nice. I, uh, yeah, I'm loathe to say I'd recommend it, but I wouldn't say don't watch it. There are some films I would def- generally say don't, just just don't bother with it, mate. But the prodigy, so, I mean, it, it wasn't like offensive, like, in terms of, like, this is hurting my eyes to watch. It was just vanilla, it's a bit naff, with some couple of good moments sprinkled in. So if anyone asked me, I'd say, well, yeah, mm, but yeah, you'd give them the kind of a face like, mm, go on then. So yeah, kind of hard, kind of recommendation for us if you like horror films, which you probably do if you're watching, listening to this show. But as I say, that is that for this episode of Death Bipod. Next up, we're going to be talking about Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors. That's coming up next. That's-
1: Yes, Dockened. Yeah, That's it. Want to dream no more.
0: <laughs> and I'm going to be getting myself up on the lyrics for Dockened to try and get as many as possible <laughs> next week. So we're talking about Night on Elm Street three next week. But until that time comes, Bloggy, where can the world find you online?
1: You can find me at Bloggy Balboa on Twitter and um, on WordPress.
0: Check her workout; it's very, very good as well. If you want to find me, what I watch tonight dot uh, across the social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram, what I watch tonight, you'll find me there if you really want to. More importantly though, you can find the show at Death By Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. That's where the polls are posted, opinion pieces, um, funny memes sometimes as well are posted on as well. So check those out, follow the show. And uh, yeah, let us know what you thought about it. Engage with us, uh, as uh, Mister Nick Hendrickson has been doing so much recently, and we really appreciate your support, mate. And and also behind the Screams podcast, thank you for your support and shout out recently as well. We both appreciate it.
1: We do. Was that the guy that said about Cujo?
0: Yes, it was Nick. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, dead dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we spoke about dead dog tonight. Yeah, that, that dog's death was for you, Nick. <laughs> oh,
1: it Something was. Like that,
0: thank but...
1: you. Thank you both.
0: Yes, and we'll uh, we'll we'll slide Cujo it, onto our onto our list when we get there. Um I'd quite like to look at that. Just so uh, just we could just talk about dead dogs for now. Uh, just to see Blog ever breakdown. So yeah, Bloggy, thank you again for giving your time uh on an evening to talk horror.
1: It's that's my pleasure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's my pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. But uh as we say from me, it's See ya. And from Bloggy. Viszlát.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs>